0: The name of this book is Secret Chapter 6 Magician's House. Great. Well, I you can totally read it. This one. This one already you finished. Oh, okay. Chapter
1: 6. The the magic house. The magician's house. Magic. A magician's house is impossible to find at least that is what Cass began to think. Are you sure A, are you sure this is the right street how could I be sure? Nope, it's okay. Okay. Uh, I've never been to. I've never been here before. Max Ernest pointed out. Do you think it's right, the right street? Then, well, then, then. The sign. The said, sign. Yeah. Good. Wait. Stop. Hold on. I re- Just realized. I was about to reveal the name
0: of the Magician's Street. No, that's the narrator that says, oh. Wait, stop, hold on. I just realized I was about to reveal the name of this Magician's Street. That would have been a ter- a, a serious mistake.
1: Okay, go ahead. Mistake. It's one thing for Cass and Max Ernest to... M- to make the the uh, faded
0: fate, fate, uh, journey. It's mm-hmm. one thing that Cass and Max Ernest have to... Can I see that? Yeah, just you okay. can read the rest. Okay, of okay. So. All right, let's see here. A magician's house is impossible to find. At least, that is what Cass was beginning to think. "'Are you sure we're on the right street?' she asked. "'How could I be sure? I've never been here before,' Max Ernest pointed out. "'Do you think it's the right street?' "'Well,' the sign said, "'Wait! Stop! Hold on!' "'I just realized that I was about to reveal the name of the Magician's Street. "'That would have been a serious mistake. "'It's one thing for Cass and Max Ernest to make the ill-fated journey themselves.' I could never live with myself if I placed your if you placed yourself on the same danger that they did. Let me begin again. This time I promise to pay attention. A magician's house is impossible to find. At least that is what Cass was beginning to think. Are you sure this is the right street, she added? How could I be sure? I've never been there before, Max Ernest pointed out. Do you think that it's the right street? Now watch this. I've come up with a very novel way of hiding street names. I'm going to leave it blank. Well, the street sign said, hmm, road, said Max Ernest. And the address that the real estate lady gave us was, hm road. Well, maybe she, maybe she guessed we weren't really grown-ups when we called and gave us the wrong street on purpose. Or maybe somebody put the wrong street sign up. Or maybe there are two hmm, roads or maybe the magician moved before he was dead. I mean, and for some reason they still had his old address and then they were trying to sell the wrong house. But then I guess this would still be the right street for that house. Forget it. Let's just go a little further. How far is a little? Ah, why do we even bother talking to you? Cass was becoming very impatient with Max Ernest's strictly logical way of thinking. He reminded her of the artificial intelligence program that she had at school. Only he once gave you the answer you wanted to ask if you wanted to ask the right way. The difference was you could turn off the artificial intelligence program. Turning off Max Ernest was not an option. They had been walking a long, winding street of sorts, and the sort that creeps up to or- upwards without you quite realizing, and by now they were up high on a heavily wooded hill. They hadn't passed any houses for about 45 minutes, and none were visible ahead. Holy cow, that's a long time of walking.
1: Yeah, that's like half an hour.
0: We like both have the same thought, huh? Yeah. Even Sebastian seemed tired. Like most elderly Bassets, he had a bad back, and it was a long trip for him. He kept barking in a way that sounded like an awful lot lot of words, like, when are we going to get there? Just when Cass was on the verge of giving up, Sebastian started tugging on his leash. I think he smells something. Maybe the house is around on the curve, said Cass. If not, we'll turn around. You mean this curve or that? She gave Max Ernest a warning look and then he stopped in the middle of his question. As soon as they rounded the curve, Cass had indicated that they ran into a big for sale sign attached to the road on the side of the street. The sign was a bright yellow and decorated with balloons so you couldn't miss it if you tried. There was a picture of Gloria smiling toothily. A big arrow pointed to the pathway that otherwise would have not been visible it was so overgrown. After a short but thorny walk, they reached the clearing that must have served for the magician as, he, as his front yard. Cass stared. Max Ernest stared. Sebastian would have too, but he was blind. They couldn't believe that they were standing in front of the right house. Was this what a quirky and offbeat house looked like? It looked so normal. Nothing about the house suggested that a magician may have lived there. It was just a plain white cottage with black shutters. The only thing that was distinct that was distinguished about the magician's house from any other was that it was very, very small. It looked like it only it looked like it had all of one room. They tried peeking in the windows, but the curtains were closed, screwing up her er I don't know why they say screwing up. Screwing up her courage, Cass knocked on the door. Nobody answered. We're going to have to break in, she said, doing her best to sound as if she did this kind of thing all the time. Really, said Max Ernest, alarmed. He hadn't considered the possibility of a break-in. How else are we going to get inside, said Cass, taking a screwdriver out of her backpack. Anyways, it's not really breaking in because we're helping the magician, and it's his house. I'm not sure that that makes any sense. Come on, let's see if we can get in with any of these windows open. Trying not to let him see how nervous she was, Cass started pulling on the windows, looking for the loosest one. Max Ernest hesitated at the door. On a whim, he tried the doorknob. It turned. Hey, it's open, he said. Well, why didn't you say so, said Cass, relieved, but a little frustrated that she wouldn't have even have had the chance to practice her window prying technique. As soon as they stepped inside, they realized that the house wasn't as quite as normal as it had seemed. Instead of a living room or even an entry hall, they were standing in a tiny wood paneled room about the size and the shape of a coat closet. There were no windows or even any doors. Other than that, the one thing they had come through... (sighs) <sighs> okay there are no windows or doors or even doors other than the one they had come through you think there's some other kind of secret door asked Cass examining the wood paneling there didn't seem to be any hidden knobs or hinges it doesn't look like it said Max Ernest hey without a warning a breeze had shut the door behind them and now another door was sliding shut in front of it they were trapped now what, said Max Ernest. I don't know. I've never been stuck like this, Cass reluctantly okay, admitted. The door. Maybe it's locked from the inside. Then she noticed two buttons sticking out of the panel in the corner of the room. Look, it's an elevator. Cass pressed the button, and then the other. Nothing happened. How do you think we start it? she asked. Max Ernest pointed to a small sign above the speaker. It says, what's the magic word? Abracadabra, Cass said. Nothing happened. Uh, Open sesame, Max Ernest said. Nothing happened. Hocus pocus, said Cass. Nothing happened. Simon says, go down, Max Ernest said. Nothing happened. Well, wait, I've got it, said Cass. I know the magic word. She looked directly into the speaker and very carefully pronounced the word, please, please. As if it heard her, the elevator groaned and started to descend. Silently, Cass thanked Mr. Johnson for being such a stickler. I hate manners, said Max Ernest. I think it's supposed to be funny, said Cass. You know, like people always say, what's the magic word? But this time it's really magic. It's not really magic. It's electronic. It's a voice activated. I know. It's a joke. Oh, right, huh, said Max Ernest, not really getting it. When they got out of the elevator, they found themselves in a typical, average, everyday sort of house. It had a living room and a dining room and it had been, it had a bedroom and a bathroom. It had a laundry room and a kitchen. It had all the things that most houses, that most houses have. With one small but critical difference, the magician's house was entirely underground It was so empty Gloria must have gotten rid of everything she's that real estate agent Cass whispered why are you whispering to Max Ernest said I don't know hello anyone there Cass asked not very loud no answer she repeated her question forcing herself to shout but all she got in response was a louder echo there wasn't a single book or picture a piece of furniture or any personal piece of any sort left in the house nonetheless as they walked around Cass could feel The personality of the dead magician. The floorboards were worn into place and he had walked over and over. That where he had walked over and over, the closets showed handprints, and the wood panels all seemed to have a special sheen where his shoulders had rubbed against them. I think he was a nice man, said Cass. How can you tell? asked Master Ernest. I just can. That doesn't make any sense. The only place that I don't that didn't show any sign of the magician was the kitchen. Where everything was either brand new or newly painted, you would never know that anyone had used it for had used the kitchen before. Let alone that there had been a fire. Sebastian, however, seemed to find the kitchen particularly interesting. He kept raising his head and sniffing as if the room was haunted by the aroma of the past. Cass tried to sniff in the same direction. I think I smell it, do you? Smell what? Max Ernest said. The sulfur smell. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, not really, but my nose is kind of stuffy. I have a deviated septum. Is there anything you don't have, asked, sarcastically? Come on. There's nothing in here. Maybe there's a clue somewhere else in the house. What kind of clue are we looking for again? I'll know it when I see it. As they re-entered the living room, the dog broke loose from Cass's grip and lumbered over to the corner bookshelf. What's he growling at, Max, Ernest asked her. Probably just a bug. You think it's one of those magician bookcases and there's a secret room behind it? Those are just in the movies, Cass said confidently. They looked under the shelf, but they couldn't see anything. When they stood up, Cass looked curiously at Max, Ernest, and he was bouncing on his feet and clenching his hands. I think I... I think I have to go to the bathroom, he stammered. Well, then go. You think it's okay? Yeah, why not? You know, if there's like a nuclear war and we're all living in underground bunkers and you can't be so embarrassed about it, everybody's got to go sometimes. Cass waited as Max Ernest shut himself into the bathroom. She tried not to listen, but every sound in the magician's house was magnified. Besides, boys always pee loudly. Finally, she heard the toilet flush. Then she heard two screams. One sounded like Max Ernest, and the other sounded like no one. No one human, that is, at all. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Okay, that was Chapter 6. That was spooky. Did you like it? Okay, Chapter 7, coming up hot, guys. Bye-bye.